0: Welcome back, listeners. This is Why We Care, the conclusion of this diary entry with Anthony Redd. Welcome to The Apprenticeship Diaries, where raw meets refined. Let's be real, we're still working on refined. <laughs> what it took, what it takes, and the stories that are made. Join us as we learn from professionals about how their stories began. Did you meet any interesting characters while you were in Inpatient? Inpatient? Because I know, did, there man. Was, there was some when I was in the hospital. <laughs>
1: there was, a, okay. So one of the things that happened was I went to my room. I had a room. And apparently a woman took off all her clothes and walked through the ward. And I, I turned around and they were like, dude. You missed it. You so missed it, man. She had our clothes off. She walked through the war butt naked. And uh so yeah, I, I met a guy who was a uh Afghanistan uh war veteran. He was really cool. Um I met another artist uh there, you know, they were uh, met a woman who was, you know, a stripper on the block, you know, and was like the police are corrupt. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, man. they are.
0: <laughs> yeah they are you know i mean well you know i had a conversation with one of the guys that i interviewed and he was telling me he's an he's a um uh, uh nurse tech and so he sometimes has had to work work the psych ward and he was like man that's scary shit and i said well i would imagine it's scary from your angle i said you should try it from the other side i said because then you're just another nut in in a can of mixed nuts you know (laughs) like like you're just another you're just another broken bird in a cage uh yeah you don't you don't fear your fellow inmate even though everybody's crazy as shit nobody was attacking you if you were if you were another patient usually as long as you you know didn't start nothing but you know like it's it's interesting that way you know with these power structures whereas you know i could very easily see you know being and i've i've gone done the hair of several people that work psychiatric wards and heard the stories of like people that they have to you know and they're permanent care like they're not just emergency care some of these people you know they work permanent lodgings with people who you know they ain't getting out like but they they just have to you know they're commissioned with keeping these people safe and alive and this stuff's a trip man so i was just gonna say like you know the the i i'm i'm sure that all you could focus on was like feeling what you were feeling at that moment but there had to have been some interesting upon reflection and getting out of it some really cool uh characters well well,
1: (laughs) uh, i I was in one program which was like a hospitalization slash outpatient so you would go home and then you would go to the hospital and do group therapy and stuff so I'm in this thing and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. But, you know, I'm, I'm still feeling down. My medicine's not working. So I'm like, I got to get back in the hospital so they can fix my medicine. Mm-hmm. So I go to the doctor and she's asked you a series of questions. Are you suicidal? Are you homicidal? I'm like, yeah, yeah. all of oh. it. So they go, um, all right, you know, just wait in this room and, you know, we'll help you. You know, I'm like, all right, you know, they're going to help me what a Baltimore police department showed up to escort me to the hospital because I claimed that I was homicidal. So they handcuffed me in the front, you know, which is better, which is better, (laughs) better Better than in the back, I guess. And they were very nice, but they said, you know, we had to do this as protocol and they took me to the hospital and I'm, I'm sitting on
0: the floor. It's the same if you're suicidal, by the way. Um, okay. Yeah. That's what my parents claimed that I was suicidal. They lied to the judge and I got picked up and put in shackles and took to so fourth floor of Carroll County general. So it doesn't matter if you're homeless. If you had said suicidal, they would have done the same thing. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, like on, on reflection. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was sitting on the floor of the hospital trying to balance myself. And I remember just falling over like wow my hands are important you
0: know they are are. i i was just thinking when it was happening to me i was like wow you know because 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 you think to yourself especially from from you know i've had a lot of discussions with people who um cause it's all perspective who talk about disparities in, in their life about either being a minority or, you know, being a, a part of a group of people who are not seen. And I was in, you know, I, I get that on certain levels because there's such a struggle to climb, you know, like it's such a struggle to get anywhere and to be seen as anything. I, I understand that, but there's also a struggle within not being allowed to fall. And that's been more my experience. And that's what I tell people is like, you know, it's, it's amazing when you fall further than you ever thought you could ever fall and still be okay. So you find yourself sitting there in shackles thinking, wow, I never thought that my life would be this, you know, and I'm still here. I'm still breathing. I didn't combust in flames and, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know. It seems like, you know, sort of mental on it. I don't know. The language is, it, I'm glad that they're talking about it. You know, famous people are talking about it. So on social media, you have terms like narcissism and, you know, the psychological, you know, bipolar, borderline personality, depression. I'm glad it's it's becoming more uh, spoken about, you know, there's things that happen in those inpatient walls that it's just a different world that most people probably wouldn't you know relate to I I, I'm a member of some groups on Facebook and one of the groups I'm in is a Nine Inch Nails group nice and you know somebody made a post that said hey I've been hospitalized against my will you know can people just send me song lyrics or
0: oh you're perfect for that man
1: (laughs) well, I, I responded and said, hey, man, they're going to take your stuff. You know, <laughs> you won't be able to. Yeah. And and yeah. they went like, well, I'm in Sweden. I get to keep my stuff. And I oh, was like,
0: good.
1: I was like, wow. And, they, and I were like, well, you know, anybody wants to send me a message, you know? So I just was like, hey, you know, why are you there? You know? And, you know, they told me and we formed a music relationship. You know, we... Made playlists for each other and added songs. Oh, you like that song, and so you know it's it was That's cool. sort of yeah, it's really cool. And there was you know for them, it's uh, mental and autism, and I'm learning about a different country. I'm learning about autism. I'm learning about you know other neurodivergent things. So um, it's been it's been really interesting.
0: Yeah, the thing is though is the more you talk about it though. Because there's a couple of things that happen. Um for me, it's it's just people being people. Like yeah. the whole the whole thing with uh the mental disorders and things like that. Like I get I get wanting to have a name for it or to have a diagnosis or to feel like you're doing something. Cause I think we do need to feel like we're gaining ground on something like that but in my experience there's there's nothing that really solves the fact that every day you have to wake up and and hit the day like you have to be ready for the day and the day will come and the day will go and what you have to deal with is not only what you have at the start of the day but what the day will yield and there's no amount of drug or diagnosis that is going to really make i, I mean i don't know i guess that for me it's just it's just uh kind of you know realizing that it it it's just life man like it's it doesn't just, do- Right. And, and that's the thing is that I think that with all these labels and stuff, people are taking these labels on and they want to be seen as these labels, or people will start treating you as if you are the label and they'll approach you that way. And there's all this, like, we need to, we need to spread awareness about what this means. It's like, what what do you mean? What does it mean? It means you're human. That's what it means. You're human dealing with a life with a certain set of whatever just like everybody else and we all gotta fucking figure it out that's what it means
1: (laughs) I remember like just sort of the day dragging me along like wow like life goes on yeah no matter how I feel I had to go to work I had to come home you know I had to deal with whatever was going on in my mind and you know i was like it doesn't matter it's just gonna it's just gonna exist whether you like it or not
0: right you know well and it's people helping people too right like you know when you can recognize the humanity in someone and you know and and do small things i think that's where we always get caught up and that's what i mean is like you know we picture things in these these labeled kind of ways like you know and boxed kind of things but that's not how things are that's not how people are and it's it's not the things that make the overall you know scope of things like a good relationship for example you know all the all the really great couples that would come in uh to the hair salon old old people like and they were just so cute and they would it wasn't it wasn't that they were together. It was the little things that they would do. The fact that he would open the door for her and that she would say thank you. And, you know, they would give each other this little look. Like, those are the things, those little things that happen little by little by little that make for the bigger picture. But everybody wants to rush. And there's a big thing that my my one teacher taught me. He was like, you should be process oriented, not product seeking. It's about right. the process, not the product. And right. that's really important you know I think that's what people miss in a, in a big way is that like yeah, a product will come, but you have to fall in love with the process. like if you don't fall in love with the process, you'll never get to a product that's worth anything.
1: Um, no, I mean my my friend who was in a psychiatric Institute in Sweden, giving them music talking to them every day you know encouraging they were like man I didn't want to live and now I do and now I'm going to get out because
0: when you did that for me like you came you brought a boombox at the time and and you played music there and you just spent time with me and um that meant a lot, man, and you fought i I'm, I would imagine because there were only so many people were allowed to see me at, at, given and I only had a, like a window of when people could actually come visit me, so you had to f- fight through my family in order to have that time um so that was a lot to do for a person. it's those kind of things that um really matter um so you really helped that person you i know you helped me that's why i said i know that's where you're gonna shine man because you know all the you got the music you got the playlist you're like i got you <laughs> I,
1: got the playlist. I don't know it's like when things are in crises. i'm like just all right how can we you know get through this you know what's what's the possibilities is it really hopeless or can we get through this i
0: know? think you're willing to be in the shit with someone yeah that's pretty cool that's a pretty cool thing not a lot of people are willing to do that it's like the jerry Maguire thing like motherfucker i am not standing up and going with you are you kidding me <laughs> no man you're on your own fall on your own <laughs> yeah, I mean, not a lot of people are willing to be in the shit
1: i'm just happy to be passionate again you know to mm-hmm. feel uh you know that thing i used to just lay in bed and be like yeah man come on i gotta you know now i'm up at like 7 30 it's annoying actually 6 a.m you know i'm like you know when i have something i'm want to create a video i'm up i'm like that that's like juice you know for 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 my existence i didn't start feeling better until i started creating again and all of a sudden my self esteem was better my mood was my sense of humor came back and i can't explain why it came back or why it came back around but i'm happy that i have you know
0: i think it's paralysis i think if you're a type of person that thinks So much. I mean, Rico even said it to me. He's like, you know, we we've started microdosing both him and I, and he's like, I think it just slows things down so that we can process things at a pace that, that allows us to, to push it into action um, rather than paralysis, because both of us overthink in ways that cause, you know, stagnation and a lack of movement because, you know, it's just too overwhelming, you know, like the, the very thought of starting is daunting before we even do. So you don't. And then, Absolutely. And so like, it's, it's nice when you're able to just go, okay, I just, you know, I wake up, I do this thing. And then I do this thing It's the same in jujitsu too. Like they, the, they say, you know, you do that. I do this, you do that. I do that this and and it's just this back and forth action reaction, action, reaction, action, reaction. And it's
1: really important.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And you know that as a wrestler too. Like, you know, like you feel somebody doing something and you know what they're going to do. And rather than you're you're not you don't overthink the movements. You stay in present in that moment and you react to exactly what's happening in that moment. Otherwise you're going to lose that fight. You're going to gas yourself out. That's all I gathered from jujitsu is the fact that I do that constantly. I, my instructor was always like, Amy, man, like, I don't get you. You'll, you'll drill something. It'll be perfect. And you know what's happening. You'll get yourself out of it. And then you'll get right back. I just don't even see it. And I'm like, I don't know, man, I panic. I panic. And it's like, Well, quit doing that. I said, I can't, I can't, I, 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 I'm, I'm in my head. I'm I'm like, and a lot of it was because of my knee. I was worried about my knees being like I would watch these guys grapple on the ground. And it was so amazingly uh, just incredible. Like I just had the worst things in my head um going on, like terrible things. Like I've seen too many things happen where like your bones can snap or things would and i just that was all that was going through my head <laughs> like,
1: like,
0: of course i'm like thinking about it's like what they said you know how do you how do you know you're not going to mess up before you get in a tattoo? i'm like i don't think about that but i do when it's jiu-jitsu jiu- jiu- when i when it's physical yeah, was, i think i
1: was about to say uh, yeah. the artistic you, you don't really but with the physical you're sort of like whoa what can happen we can sort
0: of yeah you know... well when the art it 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 strikes me as funny for anybody to think that way um but I guess that's because of my experience being born with this you know the way I have been very conscious of my um limitations that that has caused that but like the the art it was always like you know, most of it, it's not on people. It's on, you know, a leading up to people. You know, there's a lot of paper. There's a lot of canvas. I'm like, dude, I could fucking burn this outside if I don't like it. Like <laughs> nobody has to see this. Like this is, this does not have to be like, this is no big deal. Like I can, I can tear it up and throw it away and it doesn't matter. Uh, it's just one more thing. So
1: I know, I know when you, uh, you were sort of, doing like the mica stuff and then i saw i don't know if you pulled it out i'm like oh this is just some old stuff and it was like sort of mythological there were fairies there were you know other creatures that may, you know sort of a met. i was like whoa this is sort of wow this is really hidden this is the special thing you know that i think you sort of instinctively you know sometimes gravitated towards and that's when i was like wow
0: yeah, yeah, I do like that a lot. I'm trying to get back to that. Um, fused with, like, it's hard because I get I get where you're at or where you were, I guess, in the, uh, you know, kind of going through a, uh, not like a writer's block kind of thing, but, like, you know, kind of a over-sensorial paralysis, I must like, what to do. Like, you know, you have all this you know, at your fingertips, what to do, what to lean into. And I, in the back of my head, it's kind of like, well, don't, don't be the jack of all trades and master of none. But that's only part of that phrase. Apparently the rest of the phrase is like, but it's better to do that than to, than to do nothing or to just focus on one thing or, or to only have one thing to fall back on. So, you know, I'm, you know like you i'm just trying to see where my talents lie and what they could be applied to i think the biggest thing is just to keep going you know when life gives you this do this and not take it so seriously you know like slow down just do something breathe it's fine it's fine
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's no gold
0: medal at the end (laughs)
1: I think it's also important to have a sort of friendships or tribe, you know, mm-hmm. people that kind of understand what your, you know, your approach or what your work is, you know, and I, I definitely, because I was a hermit for three or four, you know, three years or so, I'm trying to build that, those connections, you know, where, you know, I mean, I hate to use the term, but, you know, in Harry Potter, there's what muggles and then there's magic folk, you know, and there, there's there's people who do see beyond sort of like, you know, the surface. like, oh, wow, that's really, what is that? You know, like they, they dig a little deeper and then there are people who are like, well, did you make any money or, you know, are you going to, you know, sell or do something? You know, it's like, well, no, just, it is what it is, you know, so it's different approaches to art and life and, you know.
0: The, All the people i just smile a lot with the people who are um i have those people in my life that are concerned about the money but um i just sit there and i think to myself you know my life changed the minute i stopped caring about making money like and right. then money was always there i don't know what happened but the worry about having enough kind of ensures you won't have enough And I feel like it's better to let that go. It's the same with the jujitsu thing. Like stop gassing yourself out before you start. Like you are, you're, you're putting your body and yourself through such unnecessary stress for no reason. And it's true. Like I, and it's the same thing with money. It's just like, I don't know, man, like how much I've been in shackles. I've had everything taken from me. -hmm. So, have you? So, when you've had that, it's like, how much money do I really need? Like, I I mean, I've had that happen to me, you know, and I guess there's part of me that's like the control freak within that, 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 you know, has already faced that scary thing. So, it's not so scary anymore. And so, I know I can survive it, but you know, maybe that's it. But, but the money thing, it's like, no, nah, man, you know, I, I, I literally can't do certain jobs. Uh, you know, like I, I won't like if it's soul sucking, if I have to trade my integrity for it, absolutely not. Like I, I, I'd rather be homeless. Like I told my parents, I'd rather be homeless than swallow one more second of this. That's, I will not, there are certain things, money will never be my God. Um, And you're right. There are people who get that, but on the, on the, on the reverse end, the people who don't are the people who love us very much. And they're very excited about us being on this planet. And they, they worry for us because they don't understand what, what we drive from. And it's this interesting thing for them because it's like, they're like, what, fuel what fuels you like I don't even under I don't get it (laughs) like and and they love it and they're willing to pay to to make sure that it doesn't die in this world because they know it's something rare and special and cool and entertaining and whatever and and they just don't understand that they're they're so I mean, they're my clients. They're the people that come to me and allow me to mark their bodies permanently and in this very painful way. And they do that. And it's such a gift. And um, And they don't need to understand it, but we all need to play with it. And I think that's why I really like the idea of talking about art and sharing things like these kind of conversations so that the people that do look at it with some kind of puzzlement kind of get it and realize that they're not separate from it. It's not a separate clan. They are essential because without them, I couldn't be, you know, it's the same thing for the people that go off and fight wars. They will go off to fight wars so that I can be here and be, you know, a person who doesn't pick up arms i pick up a paintbrush and i'm able to connect people and d- dive into like petty topics on the blood and sweat and lives of people who sacrifice so i could do that it's very essential um and yeah I, i'm happy for it
1: i think it's just so cool to be an artist or be considered an an i was in, i went to the grocery store and we have a guy that you know will pick us up with all our groceries and he was had an older woman in the car you know he was like oh my you know i thought it was his grandmother you know turns out it was just some older lady that he gives rise to because i was like you got a wonderful kid this is a wonderful guy you got here and she's like oh yeah i know and then i get out of the well that's just a woman you know but he introduced me as like oh that's the artist because i did a portrait of his newborn and him I took existing images and made a sort of collage, you know.
0: That's cool. Yeah.
1: But since I didn't have all the training and the label of, you know, oh, he's 10 years old, he's drawing, you know, he's going to be, it was newer to me. So it's still kind of fresh to to create things and be considered, you know, an artist. So it's, I'm like a kid. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, thanks. You know, for considering me, you know, in that, as that as a person you know i still see it as like really kid like um you know like picasso he he could draw he could paint you know very realistic but i believe i read he said i you know i want to develop to perceive like a child you know i kind of want to keep it be very simple with it
0: Mm -hmm. it's essential i think for being an artist um at least and if you can maintain that kind of childlike wonder despite the station that you play in life, that's great. Um, you know, I, who knows what would have happened if I picked different paths, but, um, you know, I, I create things, but the depth of my work, um, I think always has to yield to another person's experience just because I am still looking for my own voice. And for right now, my art is other people's stories that i'm able to produce and create and i that's how i've been able to make money but I, to call myself i mean i make art but um to call myself an artist that has their own voice it's not there yet um perhaps this is it like my actual voice you know and i'm i am mm-hmm. cool with that um <clears throat> or is the screenplay that i'm gonna write i don't know who knows but, but like but It goes in many forms and you know, it is cool to be an artist. I think it's I think it's kind of funny because I think it's stupid. I, 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 you know what I mean? Like
1: I do because I'm just like a person. I'm just like, oh, I'm just a guy and I'm like,
0: I've never been cool in my life, man. (laughs) Like I really haven't. I am not a cool person. I am I am very type a in a lot of ways i'm trying not to be as much like i uh i'm just not cool i i way overthink things like cool people they kind of come in and they got a flair that i don't have like i don't even care to have that i don't i'm like okay whatever i've had moments i've had you know in i guess that's it is that like when you're a child at heart you just do things because you want to do them and you want to play. And I, maybe that's the cool, is that like you're daring enough to just play and not care. Um, there's an element of that. I, I have a lot of reverence, though, for caring, um, you know, now, anyway. I used to see it as a weakness, um, because it does. It, it does kind of gob up the works a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a sociopic feeling to think of caring as a weakness because there's a very you know a manipulative quality to that kind of view of like oh you're easily you're easily what? you know fucked with i can fuck with you because i know your buttons but i admire people who care because you know it it takes a lot to risk that much to to know that you that whatever is on this earth is temporary and to care that much about it, you know, it it matters. Um, It really does. And that's kind of my, my thing moving forward is I want the things that I do to matter all the things I want them to have meaning. And if somebody stops me, like you said about your, your bracelet, I don't even understand anybody who'd be like, why are you wearing that? Like who the fuck is this person that would ask this, but
1: it hasn't happened. (laughs) I know,
0: but, Given, given they did, I want to have the kind of reply that you did like, yeah, I'm wearing this because it, it, you know, it reminds me of my mother and it reminds me of my youth and the kind of, you know, statement I wanted to make. And I really like it. Don't you like it? And just to be jazzed about it in a way that only a kid could could say and then have a whole story. You know, whenever you ask a kid is something about something they're they have like the story that goes on forever about why they did it. Or if they're in trouble, they're like, I don't know. I don't know like you know like but you know that's a lie. There's like a whole there's a bunch of stuff. <laughs> it's already here. My next book. Okay, listeners. I've got something to share with you that I'm already in love with. I don't know about you, but I'm a total book nerd. I have so many books. A lot I haven't read, I admit. There's just something about having bookshelves full of possibilities that calms my soul. So when I attended the Bogota City Tattoo Fest this past August for the first time, I was delighted to run into my friend Ina Vigilado. We've actually had her on our show, so go check that out. Straight away, it was like God used Ina to guide me over to Black Dagger Books. There I met Travis Lawrence and Josh Rowan, the creators of this enterprise, and got hooked as soon as I saw their product. It's these beautiful little books just full of... Art, amazing art from amazing tattoo artists. From here, I'm just going to read what their site says. Black Dagger Books is an ongoing collection of artists defining modern tattooing, published monthly, one artist per book, one book per month. A subscription is $25 a month. You get inside of these beautiful books, these these custom stickers. Each one is filled with the most gorgeous artwork, and it always concentrates on these awesome tattoo artists and I try to follow each one as soon as I as soon as I open the book I'm just like oh my god so it's really worth it uh do yourself a favor go over to blackdaggerbooks.com or if you're on IG blackdaggerbooks it's all one word and check out their product uh like I said the subscription is awesome and I'm really happy uh this quells everything about You know, the book nerd in you, the art collector, it also cures any guilt that you might have about having books just laying around because this gives back to the artist community. It's it's a win-win. And just so everyone knows, I'm not being paid to shout these guys out. I just genuinely love their product. And also, I really love them. You know, the creators, Travis and Josh, were amazing. They were so kind to me. They gave me so much of their time at the Tattoo Festival. So if you ever have the chance to meet them, talk to them. They're great guys. I just can't say enough things. So do yourselves a really big favor. Go check it out. Thanks so much, listeners. Let's get back to our podcast.
1: I mean, I one one day I sat out, uh, set out, and to go down to the harbor, you know, Baltimore City, and I had on mismatched Converse. I had a hat, like you know, uh, you know, like a regular you know, style hat on, and some clothes. And I was feeling feeling myself, like I had my headphones on. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm feeling good. Like, feel like I'm a cool guy. And I went down to, I don't know, it was like where the shops are. And this guy was just like hating me for, for being me, you know? And he started to yell at me and get close to me. And I sort of instinctively took a couple steps back. And when I took a couple steps back, the bike police had surrounded him. <laughs> And I kept stepping back to see the whole visual. And it was literally him yelling with like three bike police surrounding him. And I felt bad because, you know, he shouldn't. But at the same time, he was coming at me with so much negativity that this has happened to me times before where somebody's coming at me and it's like nothing happens. You know, I don't get attacked. You know, I don't, you know, get assaulted. I just sort of, you know, sidestep it in a way you know so you know i mean i there was at one time where it didn't work out that way but for overall i feel like i I got pretty good protection from god knows where you know
0: god um it's god (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah and i think it's also to um a genuine spirit like I think it takes a real psychopath or somebody who lacks the capacity to have empathy for, I think those kind of ways of being to not work. It's the only thing that can explain my existence because God helped me. I, I know God has helped me, but that, there's so many situations where I should have died or gotten way more hurt or shouldn't have come out that well or, you know, whatever. But like, I I, I definitely count it to genuinely just not coming across a, a real psychopathic person who aimed to destroy me. I think you have to have somebody who is so turned off to the human experience that could hurt, either you or me because we're not we're not violent people we're not looking for that you could only you could only hope to find those kind of confrontations regularly if you're a confrontational person who's looking to get get in with it with somebody and you're you're violent but if you're not violent and you're genuinely a good person wanting to just you know bring out the good and everything and everyone and you're just wondering and curious and stuff most people see that. Most people would would never aggress to that. You might stumble onto an incident where you you get the wrong end of somebody's emotionality because they're too caught up in what's happening to them in the day. But but usually, once people are able to step back, they're like, "Oh shit, man, I'm sorry, I chewed your face off. It, I was in a mood." Yeah, I mean, you know? most of the
1: time it's like you know I like your vibe. It's like you know I have mm-hmm. gauges, you know, my ears, and a lot of times it's like did that hurt? <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a big one. That's a big one. Um, you know,
1: and then they go, um, where did you get it done? And I'm like, no, you don't get gauges done. You, it's organic. You stretch your ears, you know? And yeah. It hurts. Yeah. You
0: know? <laughs> the answer, to, the answer to the question, does it hurt? Is always yes, but, yeah. it, but it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, <laughs> it's like that dude is it worth it well fucker not with that question it isn't not for <laughs> you don't do it
1: <laughs> yeah, i've been through far more mentally and emotionally than tattoos and gauges you know it's just yeah. that's just a style thing you know
0: well it's play it's play yeah. and it's it's a it's a, i think it's a fun way to interact with people because you know I mean, for me anyway, I, I, I like, I like seeing how people react. Like you just said, like, you know, they ask these questions and it's a, it's a source of commentary. You become an art piece for somebody to engage with. And I like it because, you know, it opens people up, it disarms them and it gets them to play, you know, with their reality. I mean, I had a woman in, this could only happen. I had green hair at the time I was working at my dad's hair salon and I had this really striking, pretty green hair. Um, and it was just a panel of it. And it was a really nice cut. It's like a dope cut. I really, I really liked that one. And this woman approached me in the, the like uh vegetable aisle of, <laughs> of the grocery store. And she was like, what's in your hair? Uh, like what, what is that? And I was like, oh, it's green. She goes, well, honey, I know my colors. And she's like seven, like she's 70, like she's like older woman. And I'm like, where is this going? So (laughs) I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I said you meant the product. She goes, yeah. I said, oh, it's Paul Mitchell inkworks. And she goes, now, did you have to, did you have to like bleach your hair in order to do that? And I said, yeah, I did. And she goes, oh, and I was like, Well. Um uh, this is kind of my job. I do this for a living. Can I ask? Can I ask, like, what do you want to do? And she's like, she's like, I can't even believe I'm doing this. <laughs> she's like, but I'm gonna say she's like, so I've been married for I think she was like 40 or 50 years was like her her anniversary. And she was like, I can't believe I'm saying this. She's like, my husband has always wanted a red heart down there. And I really would like to do this for him, but like, I can't, like, I don't want to hurt myself, you know, with any chemicals, you know, obviously. And I was like, oh, well, that's not a problem. I was like, henna actually can get to a very nice shade of red. You know, that's, that's possible with very natural pigments and red. You do not with that hair dye, particularly like you do not have to strip the hair in order to do that i was like so you should be fine when i was like and also there's lots of superficial things we totally had a conversation at the grocery store near the peppers about how to dye this woman's pubes you don't get there unless you got green fucking hair man like you just don't get to that that woman wasn't going to ask anybody else that question
1: (laughs) oh I, energy, you know, matches energy, you know, I've gone places and people will come to me and they're like, Oh, you know, I like that certain thing. And I'm like, yeah, I like that too. You know? And it's like, you didn't know, you just sort of approached a person and they had a certain vibe and they you know, I've always had people come up to me and just start telling me their stories or telling, even when I was a kid, I was like, why are they telling me this? You know? Yeah. And it just, I don't know why Just people just felt comfortable just telling me there, you know, hey, you know, this is what happened to me. And it was a heavy thing to lay on a kid. But I just think people sense that I was a listener and I would hear their story and sort of absorb it and, you know, be compassionate towards them. And, you know, that's just the way it's been.
0: That's why I. it doesn't strike me as odd that you got into journalism. <laughs> it doesn't strike me odd that you like video and, um, you know, like a documenting kind of a way about you. Like, um, I think that that's something birthing in you, you know, trying to apply this very natural thing that people gravitate to you because of maybe it's meant so that you can tell other people's stories and you can you can help them document their their lives in some way. Um, oh yeah, uh,
1: I do the monologue series, mm-hmm. the storytelling, a day in the life of a black man and a forty-year-old black man in America, and it it came from getting a iPhone. If if I, mm-hmm. first when I got it, I said I'm just gonna do a day in my life. I'm gonna I'm gonna smoke a bong. I'm gonna go down to Fell's Point, and I'm gonna get you know some scenes. And then I went home. I filmed you know me eating dinner and my kid, you know and of course, it was like, well, this can be, you know, I found some apps some visual apps. And I was like, this could be so much more, you know, so I did the first one, you know, which was about just a day in the life, my identity, my neighborhood, things like that. And then I continued on with uh, drugs, my first drug experience, Mm -hmm. and what I think about drugs, and how I felt like I was melting through the floor when I first, you know, smoked weed or whatever. And, and then I just kind of continued on with like relationships and, you know, how I formed relationships yeah. early on. I had tapes from high school with my friends. And, yep. you know, I just kept, and I, I was thinking, like, well, you know, God, you know, God forbid something happens to me. This will be the thing that, you know, my son could find and be like, whoa, I can kind of understand my dad because if, if he just finds like the end product results to photo shoots, I don't think that he would really understand what I was thinking or, you know, what I was trying to do or what I was going through. But if he finds these series of monologue visual stories, he can have a better understanding of, you know, what, why was he doing that or what was he thinking or how does he view, you know, a certain situation. And the last one I want to do is, you know, about fatherhood you know and and i talked to i recently got a new therapist and she, in our last session she said you know I'm, I'm really thinking about your series and she i think the fatherhood one is. i think that was epic with, she said i think you can start with your dad and you know go from there and i was like and that's the thing i was seeking in therapy was a person who could feed me back something that i didn't already think
0: yes and i had a
1: I had another therapist and I, we'd been together for a while and nothing was really work. You know, I wasn't getting anything, no breakthroughs. It was like talking to a friend, you know? You need
0: actuations. Like you need tasks. Like, I think that's what a creative needs. Like, like I said, you can... You can feed us a pill or you can diagnose us, but that doesn't help me get through the day to day. Give me a project, you know, give me something to look at and meditate on. That's what my therapist did all the time. She's like, I want you to go and read this book and maybe we can talk about it or go and, you know, you know, think about this. And and she'd give me like homework and I loved it. And I was like, great. This is that I can do something with this and through, yeah, through doing a project. And like you said, with your therapist just now, like he gave you a way to start and just some place to start from and an idea to that's why I say, like, I'm still trying to find my voice. So as, as accomplished as anybody might think that I am, just because I've been doing professional art for a living for, you know, now years and years and years over a decade, I don't know my own voice. My voice is other people's voices. Like I... I take their the, the seed of their idea and I let that wander. It's the same. I've just learned how to commercialize it and it's I've done it enough with enough people that I know the rhythm of it and I know how to walk them through this process that is a little bit of me and a little bit of them. But it produces something that's consistent enough that I could call it an art piece, but it's commercial art. It's not, it's, you know, like I think, I think most people seek the kind of like Picasso you know uh Van Gogh kind of experience where it's just their art you know like they they do it and people buy it. Um that's rare. That's very very rare and I'm I don't know. I don't know if I've experienced enough for that just to be I mean, maybe, I don't know, but like, I, um, maybe it's like you said the, the fantasy stuff I really liked. And I love that stuff and diving into those kind of worlds, but I love interacting. Like you said, like, I like the, I like the, you know, going back with fourth people. I like that tribe. I like connecting with people. People are always a part of it for me. Maybe maybe I am an artist more than I think I am, but I think most people picture an artist being like this Jackson Pollock getting weird and closing themselves in and, you know. No, I mean,
1: guiding somebody through a process like tattooing or doing a commission is, I mean, that's art, you know, that's art, that's people skills, that's process, that's professionalism. And I I think very highly of that. I mean, we, you know, there's those Picasso, Rembrandt, you know, uh, you know, David Lynch, you know, I mean, you know, that is rare. You know, it's 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 rare. You know, Um, I think it's it's remarkable to just, you know, be able to calm somebody and say, look, we're going to get through this. We're going to make, you know. And I'm proud to, you know, I'm sporting a couple of your your tattoos that'll be with me, uh, you know, for life. And it makes a connection.
0: You're doing that with your son right now, too. That's why I think that uh, it's going to be really cool because you interact with your son, you bring him into your art pieces. You know, this is going to be something that's, you know, you and him, plus a reflection upon your own experience with your father and I think it's going to be a really cool art piece. It's going to be very revolutionary because it's it's sourcing a lot and it's sourcing things that you are currently dealing with. And for me, it can only yield really, really good, good things. Um, Well,
1: being a parent is literally the scariest thing ever. (laughs) I know I
0: I was I was scared of it, so I didn't do it.
1: You're responsible for this person, and they're, they're very, move. you know, they're, he's growing, he's getting tall, he was short, now he's tall, and he's going to get taller, and he, he has changing needs and uh, desires of his own that you try to, you're trying to match, and you're also very worried about the rest of the world, you know, trying to be protective, but also preparing them for potentially a harsh environment. And, you know, I I try to expose my son to different things, but I'm also aware that he's not ready to learn certain things. So I'm trying to, you know, take it, take it at a certain pace that I feel, you know, he's ready for. It's very, it's very tricky. And I didn't get a handbook and, you know, nobody really was like, look, sitting down and going, this is, this is going to be, and this is my, you know. And I'm glad I made the decision I made to, you know, take custody of my son. But there were a lot of things that I, you know, it was an interesting process. I'm not going to say I would do anything different, but, you know, it's been nice to have some more guidance and you're learning as you go. And I have friends that have taken mentoring roles, tutoring roles for his scholastic work, uh, golf. He's been learning golf, focus. Awesome. so friends have really stepped up and extended family and uh, yeah, it takes a village, you know?
0: Well, yeah. And I think that that's, uh, that's really, I mean, just, you can tell just how much you care about it, just and how much you don't want to mess it up. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, and it does, it, it, it takes a lot of different people. It's kind of why I decided that it was okay not to have kids, even though people were kind of like, you know cuz for women that's a that's a big like when you don't want to have them people are like whoa you know like how 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 dare you not reach your full potential you know because that's how it's seen um and to some credit i can see that but um i feel like i've i feel like i've tried to be introspective enough to watch other people go through it and analyze my own so that i do try to 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 get all of the little tidbits that you get from, you know, having that experience through my friends and stuff. But the other part of it is, is that like you just said, I don't think my parents could have done it successfully without the people that came along the way that brought me back to them, that that reinforced their teachings. Like I said, in in my day, in your day, I, I feel like I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, I feel like teachers worked a lot more with parents in our time. And now there's just like this weird war kind of going on between um parenting and education and the battle for them. So you know, and, and who knows more and who's the expert and, and no one is, um, you know, like, and this little kid is prisoner to all of this and everyone needs to get their shit together and realize that there's, you know, the fallout of this is a, is a, is a little life that's, that needs, needs guidance and needs help. And if people can't get it together, then that's not cool. So for me, I really wanted to be the type of person who is the aide, the like, you know, one that kind of comes in and, you know, gets the kid to go back to their parents or see something in a different light or not be so angry or, you know, kind of coach the situation from the outside that brings them back to center. Yeah, no,
1: no children are allowed, right?
0: (laughs) Yes. In the tattoo shop. That's true. Although that rule has been broken a couple of times, um, but in very isolated situation, no kid has actually sat through a whole tattoo, but um, uh, at least, you know, there's, there's been, There's been a couple of times that that, it's been weird like that, but uh, there was always like AIDS or very special circumstances that that made it possible, but it's just not an environment for a kid to have. I feel it's unfair for a child to be in that environment because there's so many things that require, you know, a certain attention span, a certain amount of time as it just a kid can't do that, man. Like it's, it's, that's, it's boring as shit. I've seen full grown adults go, oh. Are you done yet? Like they came with their friend and they thought it would be cool to like watch their friend get tattooed and they didn't bring a book or any kind of self entertainment. And I I can't even imagine that they were really that great. If I don't know what their friendship was founded on for fuck's sake, but they could not. They were like, oh, this is so boring. And I was like thinking to myself, yeah, I mean, if I wasn't doing this, I'd be bored as shit. Like, what the fuck are you doing here, man? Like, but yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, but I know you're supposed to hang out tonight, so I don't want to keep you. We've been talking for almost three hours.
1: Yeah, I, I figured that's how long it would go. Oh, I'd good. Probably be three hours. And, you know, it's I think we covered a lot of ground and, and I don't know if you can hear it, but there's a lady like literally like yelling in the hallway. I don't even know what's going on.
0: I can't hear them. That's awesome.
1: Good. That's a good thing. <laughs> And if you want to somehow share the file or or all of it. Well, before
0: any of that, tell our listeners where they can find you, what's best to look at your art, um, what you would like them to um, see of yours, where they, you know, just all the different things and how, if they wanted to reach out to you, how they could contact you, what the best way is.
1: Um, I'm on Instagram at Instagram slash Anthony Red Conceptual. And uh, I can be messaged through there. You can look at my photos. I have some video work on there. I'm also on Vimeo, but I don't have the, I can give the link. I don't have it off the top of my head, but there's all my videos on there. I've completed eight videos this year. I'm really proud about that. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much. What's your username can...
0: on, Vimeo. on Vimeo?
1: It's, it's like. It's like a number. Oh, okay. It's not even, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If, if you type in Anthony Red, you know, okay. R-E-D, just R-E-D, you might be able to find my my profile and my videos.
0: Okay. Right on.
1: And yeah, and I have a Facebook uh, photography page as well.
0: Yep. And YouTube as well, right?
1: Yeah, I'm on YouTube. Yep. Yeah. YouTube.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Anthony Red. So... Um, and of course I'll try to, when the podcast comes out, we'll exchange for images and things that you, you know, want to shout you out just to kind of give people an idea. Um, we'll prime them well so that they know that they're what they're in for. Okay.
1: That's important. That's
0: important. Yeah, you know, it is. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, it depends on what kind of art you want to actually be a part of, but, but uh, yeah, it, it is, um. Depends on what you want them to feel, I guess, at the end. But I try to... I, the first thing is always going to be your face. So, like, I like to to make your face the... In fact, right. let me, let me um, shift command four. Give me a good face. That's a great one. I'll send it to you. That way you can see it. But that was a good shot of you. So, we'll have that. And if you have any other ones that you want to... Uh, to uh, be a part of your podcast but i like to lead with an image of you because in my experience i always know the art but i never know what the artist looks like
1: well i was really curious what the process was because i see the thumbnail images for the apprenticeship uh, podcast and i'm like where did that come from was that a screenshot or you know so it's just like i've never been formally interviewed and it's you know i feel like you know I didn't completely embarrass myself. So I feel good about that. And you didn't at all. And I had a really good time and I, you know, we can, you know, this is play this conversation Mm -hmm. talking about art. yeah, This is the kind of interaction that I, I really love. And it's, it's, it's enjoyable. It's fun.
0: Well, maybe I shouldn't call them interviews because they never really pan out that way. They end up being discussions or conversations but I like to prime it with the interview just simply because, um, you know, I, I do want an expose of the, the, the people that I know, um, you know, or that I've met along the way, or that I think are really cool. And I want people to see that within that, um, everybody has value. And so if everybody does, you do too. So don't shy away from it. Um, I'm trying to step up to my own greatness too. And it would be so nice if all of us accepted those spots of ourselves. You know, I got that critique just this, just this weekend, my aunt was like, I would love for you, my aunt, she said, I would love for you to realize how great you are in so many ways and just calm down, like stop, stop like stop the noise and, and i said dude i i want that too
1: <laughs> yeah good old Aunt Barb, right?
0: <laughs> i know yeah i know i know and i was like yeah man i wait she's like if i could wave a magic wand i was like oh i would love for you to be able to ding me with that shit that'd be great i'm, I'm working on it <laughs> well
1: it, it's like visual stuff it, it's kind of non-verbal so i wanted to be able to like verbalize it and sort of explain things so i feel comfortable and i feel like it's been you know i've been able to get across what i'm what i'm doing and what i think and how i create and i'm i'm happy about that and
0: yeah
1: i'm proud to be a creator you know
0: well your work is so much because it is moving a lot of it and it does it is documentarish um materian um I didn't feel like I needed to regurgitate a lot of the stuff that you already are going to present in, in your artworks. I, I, you know, it's more important for people to meet you and, and to be, you know, you to be spotlighted so that they can go searching and they can investigate it and perhaps contact you for collaboration or something like that upon seeing your work, which I know you'd probably love because like you said, more the merrier let's build this tribe let's do some cool shit together it would be neat yeah
1: absolutely
0: yeah we all make each other better and i like i said i just want to i just want to plant seeds and see what grows and you know go from there that's kind of the the point of all this and the the cathartic so this doesn't have to be the the end either we can touch back you know i have a few people that i've done multiple times with so in touch back see where things go in like you know six months a year and you know shoot the shit again and then raise your you know public view or the celebrity if you will of you um but that's kind of what i want everybody to see is that we all have something valuable to give in this world so don't negate it and just i mean play have fun get up and see what you can play with
1: oh yeah i mean i've privately talk to people and they're like look you know it's it's cool what you do is cool it's amazing you know and I'm like cool you know you're you're good you know I value you as well so you know it's all growing and developing and you
0: know I'm excited
1: for what's gonna come up
0: you know a lot of cool things I think because it it is cool um and yeah um thank you so much for taking this time and braving this because i know i know you didn't know what you were getting into (laughs) Uh,
1: this was a lot of fucking fun so good
0: yeah no i i think it'll be great and i will share this with you absolutely because if anything you know i want you to listen to it um we got like i would say three full episodes here people to check in and um for anybody who wants to interview, that's how I recommend you listen to them too. Don't listen the whole three hours. It's too much sure. or whatever. Listen to them in like hour chunks because right. it's good to segment it that way. That's how people digest best. And that's how I edit them. So <laughs> Might as well, do yourself a favor and give yourself like a week in between, in between them and you're listening. And it's hard. It's hard to digest yourself and to hear yourself half the time. I'm like, man, that's not really what I meant, but okay. <laughs> it's out there now. Fuck it.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, I love the I love the writing and the podcasting, and it's full bloom, man. It's full bloom.
0: I mean, it's happening. That's all happening. As as <laughs> as Kate Hudson would say, and almost famous, it is all happening.
1: <laughs> it, it is.
0: Well, Anthony, have a great rest of your evening. I hope you uh, and your friend have fun.
1: All right, Amy, I really appreciate
0: it. Definitely, man. Bye. Right. Bye. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for everything, Anthony. And we wanted to add that you can also find Anthony on IG at Anthony Red Art. That's A N T H O N Y R E D Art. He has two pages. Anthony Red Conceptual is more erotica art, but definitely follow both. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening. You can find The Apprenticeship Diaries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our IG is the underscore apprenticeship underscore diaries. If you would like to offer constructive criticism or an interview, drop us an email at theapprenticeshipdiaries at gmail.com. We We look look forward forward to to hearing hearing from our our listeners. listeners.